Welcome to the Super Sleuth Podcast, presented by the Frostburg State University Children's Literature Center. Get ready to time travel with your hosts, Bill and Cameron, and use your detective skills to identify our mystery famous person. We'll give you 10 clues about our famous person, plus we'll give you the meanings of three vocabulary words related to our famous person. Using the 10 clues and three vocabulary words, can you identify our mystery famous person? Be sure to listen all the way through our podcast because Bill and Cameron will also have a special segment involving superheroes and will tell you all about an awesome new book. If you like our podcast, be sure to follow us on SoundCloud. Are you ready to have fun? Let's start the Super Sleuth Podcast. Welcome to Season 3, Episode 10. And this is a special episode because we want to congratulate Cameron on about his to be graduated from Frostburg State. Yay, Cameron! Woo! Yay! It's, it's exciting times. Very exciting. Let's talk a little bit about the mystery person from the last episode. Yes. And he was? None other than Jackie Robinson, who wore the number 42. Number 42. And the reference we used was or is Who is Jackie Robinson by Gail Herman. Let's move on to the vocabulary. Yes. The first vocabulary word was a noun, and it meant a farmer who rents land and gives a part of each crop to pay the rent, and that word is sharecropper. The second word was an adverb, and the definition, mainly for the most part, and we were looking for the word predominantly. And the last word was a noun, and it meant one of a number of pieces of projected metal or rubber found on the sole of a shoe designed to prevent the wearer from losing their footing, and that word is cleat. And the superhero from last time was none other, other than Bumblebee. So if you guess Bumblebee... That's Bumblebee. Yes. Sounds like a winner. Yeah. We're ready for the clues for this episode. I will start. Number one, I was born in 1797 to a mother who died a month later. When I was older, I read everything she had written, stirring words about democracy and the rights of women, words that sparked inspiration and anger. Clue number one, I was born in 1797 to a mother who died a month later. When I was older, I read everything she had written, stirring words about democracy and the rights of women, words that sparked inspiration and anger. Clue number two, as a young girl, I learned the alphabet by tracing the letters on my mother's tombstone which read Mary Wollstonecraft Goodwin, 1759 to 1797. I kept a picture of her in a locket that I wore around my neck and always wanted to be a writer just like her. Clue number two. As a young girl, I learned the alphabet by tracing the letters on my mother's tombstone, which read Mary Wollstonecraft Goodwin, 1759 to 1797. 
I kept a picture of her in a locket that I wore around my neck and always wanted to be a writer just like her. Clue number three. In 1816, I was staying at a beautiful house on the shores of Lake Geneva, Switzerland. The night was wild and stormy when Lord Byron, the famous English poet, invited us, a group of writers, to his home. Clue number three. In 1860, I was staying at a beautiful house on the shores of Lake Geneva in Switzerland. The night was wild and stormy when Lord Byron, the famous English poet, invited us, a group of writers, to his home. Clue number four. To entertain ourselves, we read aloud from a book of frightening tales, and then Lord Byron challenged us to write a ghost story in one week. Clue number four. To entertain ourselves, we read aloud from a book of frightening tales, and then Lord Byron challenged us to write a ghost story in one week. Clue number five. The night before the deadline, the thunder rumbled in the distance, and rain pelted the windows, and I had found no way to begin my story. When suddenly I heard my friends downstairs talk about Giovanni, who had used electricity to make a dead frog kick its legs. Clue number five. The night before the deadline, the thunder rumbled in the distance and rain pelted the windows, and I had found no way to begin my story when suddenly I heard my friends downstairs talked about Gavani, who had used electricity to make a dead frog kick its legs. Clue number six. I got into bed, stared up into the darkness, and let the booming thunder fill my head. I closed my eyes to the burst of lightning, but did not sleep. Clue number six. I got into bed, stared up into the darkness, and let the booming thunder fill my head. I closed my eyes to the burst of lightning, but did not sleep. Clue number seven. In my waking dream, I saw a huge form strapped on a laboratory table. It was a man-like creature who had a hideous, scarred face. Clue number seven. In my waking dream, I saw a huge form strapped on a laboratory table. It was a man-like creature who had a hideous, scarred face. Clue number eight. As I glanced around the room, I saw in my mind's eye a young student anxiously bending over the form on the table with the candle. He had achieved his ambition of giving life to the creature, but now he was afraid, dropped the candle, covered his face, and ran away. Clue number eight. 
As I glanced around the room, I saw in my mind's eye a young student anxiously bending over the form on the table with the candle. He had achieved his ambition of giving life to the creature, but now he was afraid, dropped the candle, covered his face, and ran away. Clue number nine. Lying in bed with the curtains tightly shut, I felt as I was the young creator and horrified to think that the monster that I had created was coming to find me. Clue number nine. Lying in bed with the curtains tightly shut, I felt as if, as if I was the young creator and horrified to think that the monster that I had created was coming to find me. Clue number 10. I trembled as I imagined a hand, huge, gray, and twisted, appearing through the bed curtains. I saw them part, and the creature stared down at me with bulging red eyes. Clue number 10. I trembled as I imagined a hand, huge, gray, and twisted, appearing through the bed curtains. I saw them part, and the creature stared down at me with bulging red eyes. Clue number 11. I gasped and sat up in bed, ripped open the curtains, and recognized in the moonlight there was no monster, only my imagination. My heart pounded, but I was happy. Clue number 11. I gasped and sat up in bed, ripped open the curtains, and recognized in the moonlight that there was no monster, only my imagination. My heart pounded, but I was happy. Clue number 12. I found my story. I created Frankenstein. Clue number 12. I found my story, I created Frankenstein. Great set of clues, and now we're ready for the vocabulary. I will begin. Okay, we're looking for a noun. The definition is an Italian physician who discovered animal electricity when muscles of a dead frog twitched when struck by the electrical spark. Looking for a noun, definition of is, an Italian physician who discovered animal electricity when muscles of dead frogs twitched when struck by the electrical spark. Clue number two, it is a noun, and it means a small ornamental case, typically made of gold or silver, worn around a person's neck, on a chain used to hold things of sentimental value, such as a photograph or lock of hair. The second clue is a noun, and it means a small ornamental case, typically made of gold or silver, worn around a person's neck on a chain, used to hold things of sentimental value, such as a photograph or lock of hair. The third vocabulary we're looking for is an adjective. Definition is swell or protrude to an unnatural extent. 
The second, third word we're looking for, the vocabulary word, is an adjective, which means swell or protrude to an unnatural extent. And remember, all these vocabulary words are found in your clues. Cameron, is he has a, an amazing shirt on today yes. with his superhero to, to finish our third season. I'm, yes. I'm just... I'm just I, amazed how you do it all, how you do it each time. Yes. So this superhero um, has an unusual name. And this superhero, his secret identity is that he's a principal at a elementary school. And at night, when he goes out and becomes a superhero, um, all he wears is a cape and some underwear. <laughs> Whoa. So, the superhero, um, like I said, the alter ego is that he's a principal, and then at night, when he becomes a superhero, he wears a cape and underwear. So, I bet it was a little chilly in the winter. A little, little bit, probably. A chilly. Yeah, a little, yeah. Okay. It's been a great season. Cameron, it, you wanna, it has. Well, you want to give them the last time they can get in contact with yes. us for this year? So, if you would like to get in contact with us... Um, you can get in contact with us via email at frostbergclc at gmail.com. So send us emails um, with your answers to the clues. Send us an email about suggestions, or if you just want to reach out and tell us hi, um, feel free to reach out. We would love to hear from you. Um, and also, in Season 4, we have some exciting things coming along. So if you've been with us the past three seasons, make sure to stay with us. Because in Season 4, we have some really cool things coming out. So Yes, we do. We have some great ideas. And we've got some great some great suggestions yes, from people. Yes, we certainly so have. Stay tuned, stay tuned in the fall because we will be back. Yes, that's right. We'll be back. We're not going anywhere. We will be here with you soon. And thank you to all our listeners. Yes. It's been fun, Super Sleuths. Now make sure to submit your answers to who you believe is our mystery famous person and the three vocabulary words. Also, be sure to look for future episodes of the Super Sleuth podcast on SoundCloud. And if you have any questions or comments, you can contact us on our SoundCloud page. Please join Bill and Cameron again for more time traveling. And in the meantime, great job, Super Sleuths. <laughs>